3: Now back to Willard and Dude. Take it away, Mark.
4: Uh, thanks, Steph. Uh, hang in there, Bud. I know last night wasn't your best shooting night. It's all good. We got you back. Needs to take more eighty-four footers, Mark. That's right, that's his problem. We'll start shooting with one hand from exactly. the side, and everything will be fine. Um, Karma. <laughs> uh, we're gonna let you hear some very interesting comments from J.P. Morosi. Uh, I look forward MLB to that. Network here in just moments. In fact, we'll play them. Uh, for Aaron Judge's idol. Uh, Rich Aurelia, are you okay if we introduce you that way? Not just Rich Aurelia, Aaron Judge's idol. Uh, good morning. Thanks for coming on. You all right with that, Richie?
3: I'm totally fine with that, man. I'm I'm 12 years removed from putting a pair of spikes on, so yeah, that's cool I mean.
5: That's <laughs> got to be pretty cool, though, when the, the home run king of the American League is like, yeah, forget Bonds, I'm a Rich Aurelia guy.
3: Well, yeah, usually, you know, on the teams I was on, I was usually third or fourth on that list of players that people watch. I mean, we had Bonds, Kent, JT Snow. You know, you kind of like slid in in the fourth slot with those guys. But, yeah, man, it, it's really kind of cool. Um, the first time I heard of that was about three years ago. And uh, <clears throat> we've been trying to set up uh, for three years with, uh, you know, with, with working over the summer with NBC Sports Bay Area. Um, we've been trying to set up meetings uh, when they come in to play Oakland, when Yankees just come in, and it just never kind of worked out either. I was out of town, or they said no, or whatever it was, you know. So, uh, but I, I love it, man. The only the only hard part for me is there's a uh, a lot of, of my friends back in New York where <laughs> I grew up are uh, I was inundated with texts when that came out, you know, more prevalently this year, and um, you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what my buddies are going to think if he ends up signing here. I'm going to blame I, you, Rich. Yeah, Exactly. Well, <laughs> we'll
4: especially go. if what I'm thinking, I mean, you you tell me if this was true. Look, the Giants pulled Steph Curry in for this Aaron Judge pitch. If I'm them, I'm definitely including you in the pitch. Was there any discussion? Were you involved in the Aaron Judge pitch?
3: You know, I, I, again, I, I cannot confirm or deny, but, you know, I, I've said this before. I mean, if it was on social media. It's got to be true, right? Everything on social
6: media is true. So.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: ain't
4: ain't, ain't and, that the truth? Uh, well, good, good. That that makes me feel good. And 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 then there's this. And and you can answer this obviously any any way you'd like. But but Rich, um, what can we as fans take from a couple things? Uh, because we're all left to read between the lines right now. Brian Cashman signs an extension with the Yankees yesterday. They rushed to get that news out. A lot of people noticed, thinking, well, if they were about to lose Judge, they wouldn't do it afterward because that would would not go over well with Yankees fans. Combine that with Time Magazine today comes out with Aaron Judge as the athlete of the year. Very interesting. It comes out right as the winter meetings get going, and there's all kinds of quotes in there. About him predicting ten years ago that he was going to be on the Giants, and he admits that the Yankees ticked him off preseason. Rich, this feels like it's being scripted. What? What? Are, are we overthinking it to 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 look into this?
3: I, I I think in the big picture, I think yeah, it could be all you know. People can overthink it. There's so many things that come into play, but guess what? It's going to come down. The money's going to be there wherever. It's it's not gonna be about the money. It's gonna be about where where Aaron Judge wants to play, where he wants his family to be, you know, where he wants to raise kids, you know, once he has some children. Um, it's gonna come down to that. I mean, listen, it, it seriously. Guys, if if it's three hundred or three hundred and ten million, I mean what what's the difference? Like seriously. Right. So I don't think it the money is gonna be an issue. I think it's gonna be a comfort um, with where he would be for the next whatever it is, seven to 10 years with his family. And two, you know, which team's going to have a commitment to winning every year. And, you know, I I think that's really what it comes down to. So everything we hear and we read, um, it is what it is. I mean, in a storybook ending, yeah, would it be great if he ended up here? I mean, but at the same time, it's really hard to leave a situation like the New York Yankees where you're basically, you're basically the modern-day Derek Jeter if you go back to the Yankees. And that's hard for somebody to turn down. I mean, listen, I, I, and I don't know this for a fact, but you've know, you got to think he had to be a little ticked off where he's having just this absolute monster year, and then he's getting booed in the playoffs. You know when when they're when you know he's not producing like he did during the season, I mean that that's got to kind of r- at least rub you the wrong way, but um you know from everything i've I've read about this young man and the way he goes about his business, he'd be an asset for any club to have
5: yeah, no doubt, and the last uh, person or thing that got booed here, I think was the crazy crab out in San Francisco, <laughs> so I'm not sure if. If we do that out here, you mentioned being able to have a winning team around him. Do you think that Farhan Zaidi and company can build this team into a winner fast enough to really attract him and make him think that this is a place he wants to be?
3: Um, that's a great question. Um, you know, I I, I look at it. I, I don't look at just the judge thing. You, you got to look around that and. You know, you've heard their name mentioned in rumors with some other players, some other big free agents. And listen, you guys know this. You watched it. it, it they're not one player away. They're not an Aaron Judge away from contending again. You've got two teams in the National League West that have really, you know, Dodgers have dominated for years pretty much, and the Padres are getting better and better every year. Uh, Diamondbacks are getting better uh, as the years go by and after their rebuild. Um so it's going to take more than one player. So there's a lot of holes to fill. Um, you know, sometimes I just, you know, as, as a guy who's a, a more old school player, you know, I, I, you wonder sometimes, like, if if you go to sign a free agent and, you know, do you come in here thinking you're going to play every day or you're only going to play against lefties or righties because that's the way they do it here now? I, I don't know. Um but can they build a contender? Yeah. Can they win in the next few years? Of course, you can, especially when you got a lot of money coming off the payroll and you have a lot of money to spend.
4: Let's talk money for a second. Uh, Rich Aurelia with us, Willard and Dibbs 95-7 the game. What is your take on what appears to be the way these winter meetings are going to go, which is uh, suddenly baseball teams are not scared of paying 40 or more million per year for people? Well over the age of thirty-five, everyone's getting paid up until forty, and massive numbers are are. Are we being too prisoner of the moment and not thinking about the future, team by team?
3: I don't know, but I mean, they sure are throwing money around like it's growing on on trees, right? Um, You know, I'm actually, you know, I'm not surprised about like the Verlander deal, uh, just for the fact that you know, guy basically had two years off, had surgery. His surgery probably is kind of behind him, and he just came off from one of the best years of his career. And I, I was watching uh, MLB Network yesterday, and I, I watched the they did the interview with Dusty, and Dusty was like, "Yeah, it hurts losing that guy because, you know, if, if he if you knew he was pitching, you can go a bullpen game the day before and a bullpen game the day after because you knew Verland it was going to go seven or eight innings. Um, so it's a big loss for them. But you know the the, the amount of money. That, that guys are signing for. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's a lot, but am I surprised yet? Like what guys have gotten on this market? Not really, because most of them are at the top of the market. The guys that are, you know, DeGrom and Verlander and Turner. I mean, to me, Turner is one of the best players in baseball. Cause he, he's literally a five tool player and there's not many of those guys left around anymore. So I was not surprised by that signing either, but, um, you know, I, I I think the big pitchers have fallen, except for Radone. Uh, you know, big position players off the board. But I mean now, yeah, the next thing has to be judge. And and listen, I was I was at the Warriors game last night and I, I, I went on the pregame with uh, Bonte and Mully and, and Festus for a little bit <laughs> and uh I didn't know this. And I think I think it was Mully that brought it up. He goes, Wouldn't it be ironic? That like thirty years ago today, the sixth, is when the Giants signed Barry Bonds to that big contract in nineteen ninety three. Oh wow! It be ironic if they signed Judge tomorrow. And I was like, man, I didn't even think of that or know that or remember that. Oh, like hmm, that'd be pretty ironic, wouldn't it?
4: Uh, that'd be amazing. And you're breaking news to all of us in this room, right? I had no idea that that was the case. So that's today. Yeah, today I just googled
5: it. Yeah, December
4: sixth, thirty year anniversary of Bonds. <laughs> Yep. Oh, Judge feels like a guy who would know that.
3: <laughs> well, he was probably born that year, I think. Seriously, right? <laughs> That's actually
1: another good point. <laughs> no,
3: I mean
5: Richie, you, you talked about the money, Ooh. and you know we we talk about this contract, and it might be nine years, and heck, it could even be ten years. If you were in the management shoes, knowing that the final two or three years of this deal are probably going to be bad money. Does that make you pause at all, or do you realize that the first six or seven up front are so good potentially that you can eat three bad on the back end?
3: Well, let's look at let's look at the whole scenario of it, right? So any any player because listen, you have to go through six years before you're a free agent, right? So let's say at the at the youngest, you're probably for a high end player at 27, maybe 28 years old. So if you sign a 10 year deal, that takes you through 38. But what are players' peak years are, you know, it's been proven statistically, most players' peak years are over by age 33, maybe 34 at the best. So you're looking at a four-year frame where you would have, you know, the ultimate production out of a player, unless he's a freak of nature. Um, and then you have to swallow the last however many years it is. But the one difference now, and this is – I think a, a, a difference maker, especially for National League teams, is there's a designated hitter. You don't have to throw an aging player out in the outfield or out at shortstop. You can put them at a DH spot where they just hit four or five times a game. They're not on their feet as much. Um, and and listen, as an example, the last few years that Albert his contract with the Angels was probably abysmal for them, right? but he goes back to the Cardinals this year. He DHs most of the time. He ends up hitting 20-plus home runs against comeback player of the year at 42 or whatever he was. So I think that that scenario opens up a door now that's different than it was five or six years ago where you're signing these guys to long-term deals.
4: Uh, Rich, it is wonderful to have you as this, uh, this drumbeat continues. Will you do us a favor, though, and uh, just uh, keep your phone line open there?
3: <laughs> My phone line's always open, man. I don't know who's calling me, but it's always open. Well, it
4: might be us. It might be us and it might be in an hour.
3: <laughs> well, listen, everything I'm sure you guys have read and 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 have have watched or heard um, you know, people are predicting this is going to be done by by tomorrow. Yep. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, things I read said Judge is on his way to San Diego today. And then I was like, man, that's Quick turnaround. He's just in Tampa at the football game last night. So, um, you know, the other thing that came up on our pregame yesterday was they showed a highlight. A judge at the game, and he was talking to Tom Brady. No. And I'm like, hey, Tom Brady, Bay Area guy, grew up a Giants fan. D-
4: did you Aaron see Brady? Did you see Brady's tweet? He no, he, he tweeted not. out a picture of the two of them standing there, and Brady wrote, "I made my best pitch." Nice.
3: Ah, there you go. So, I mean, listen, there's a lot of people. Um, a lot of people who want that guy here, including me, um, you know, there's just in the back of your mind there's always like, you know, I don't believe they're the evil empire, but the evil empire, I always feel like, how are are they going to really get outbid for a guy? So it remains to be seen, but, uh, it should be an interesting 24 hours, uh, at the winter meetings. Oh
4: my goodness. All right. Yeah, here we go. Hey, Rich, thanks for doing it, man.
3: Hey guys, no problem, man. Have a great day.
4: All right, you too. There he is. That's Aaron Judge's idol, Richie Aurelia, right here on Willard and Dibs on ninety five seven.
5: The game, December sixth, nineteen ninety two. Bond Jeez. signs a then record six year deal. Was it forty two? Forty three point seven five Four. million dollars, <laughs> a record at the time. Aaron's Bonds make it made in in one year. Yeah, basically, right. <laughs> And I'd forgotten this oh, part of it. Gosh. The the Pirates were all set to trade him prior to the 92 year to Atlanta for Alejandro Pena, Keith Mitchell, and a prospect. Jim Leland gets wind of it, barges into the front office and throws a fit and basically says, you're not trading Barry Bonds. He stays there for the 92 year, and then in 92, December 6th, 30 years ago today, Mark, he gets dealt to the Giants in a landmark trade that changed the fortunes not only of that team but this entire organization the whole
4: organization
5: obviously opened the door to uh to the new ballpark
4: yeah. and, and and everything else that that has come along with it and Aaron Judge at that time I looked it up he was 8 months old
5: december 6 1992 Eight months old. Man, already five foot four, by the yeah, way. That's correct. I'm being told going <laughs> <laughs> to <of> sources. <laughs> exactly. b- big baby. The big old crib.
4: Yeah. big old crib. <laughs> all right, so take a listen to this. What do you think? J.P. Morosi, who has clearly, I think he has sort of uh, set himself apart in all of the Aaron Judge mania, he feels the most tapped into me. He's the one who's talking about it the most. He's got, someone has his ear, there's a relationship there going on, and so he's been the one who's had, I think, the most interesting information. He was just on MLB Network about an hour ago, and a couple of things were being put in front of him. Again, we've mentioned it, the Time article that just got released this morning, which I don't think is an accident. This is a major celebrity. He's going to have some say in when they release this article. It comes out this morning. He is the 2022 Athlete of the Year. In there, a couple of quotes, and instead of reading them to you, I'll just kind of give you the synopsis, but one of them talks about How he predicted to his now wife in 2010, 10 years from now, I'll be married to you and I'll be a member of the San Francisco Giants. And the other quote that everyone is grabbing is him talking about, yes, the way the Yankees handled things uh, with their contract offer before this season. They tried to turn the media against me. They tried to turn the fan base against me. And yes, it did not sit well with me. That setup led to this conversation from Morosi on MLB Network.
1: It's almost setting up the fact that a strategy that the Yankees employed might have, in fact, backfired. And if that's the case, people are going to be upset in Yankee land.
0: I agree, Matt. And if you look at some of the threads of this story, that quote, of course, from the Time Magazine piece, if you wanted to script a story set up that ends with Aaron Judge leaving the Yankees for the Giants, it would look exactly like where we are this morning. It would be... The failed negotiations around opening day, clearly still some hard feelings about the way that played out. And now a team that he grew up rooting for is about to offer or has offered a record-setting contract at a time when we saw even some fan reaction, Harold, at Yankee Stadium in the postseason go against Aaron Judge. Booze after hitting 62 home runs. You line up all of those elements of the story. It's not difficult at all to imagine that this ends with Aaron Judge as a San Francisco Giant.
4: I'm telling you, right, the, the fascinating thing here is, because I think sometimes this goes right by us because we don't live in a celebrity world. This stuff is all looked at very closely before it gets released. Brian Cashman signing that that extension and announcing right. it prior to the Aaron Judge news. It's big. That's good news for the Giants. Yeah, A Time Magazine article coming out that admits I was ticked at the Yankees. I've always wanted to be a Giant. Comes out today. Reporters are all expecting something within the next 24 hours from Aaron Judge. It feels like the way LeBron keeps leaving places. Magazine articles. A lot of breadcrumbs. Players Tribune. Breadcrumbs
5: throughout the way. It's like it's being set up to us right now. Think about it individually. You don't sign Cashman before this happens unless you know it's going to happen. So if Judge goes to the Giants... You don't come out two days later and say, Brian Cashman, here's your extension. But you're coming off the biggest failure, some would think, in your tenure, yet now you get an extension. So you don't do it backwards that way. You give him the extension before this comes out, as if to say, he did everything he could, his offer was good, we support what he did, but Aaron Judge chose to go where he chose to go. The Time Magazine thing, to me, is meaningless except for the comments in there where he's quoted as saying, yeah, that ticked me off. And the fact that he got that award, it's an empty award. That that award hasn't had any meaning since they gave Saddam Hussein Man of the Year 25 <laughs> years ago or whatever. Yeah, I don't care that he got the award. Exactly. My point is the I, quotes and the are timing, interesting. And the timing of the release. I think release. the timing also. Yes. And the fact that, you know, the winter meetings, and he did fly all the way out there. He'd already flown here. The guy's got a lot of frequent flyer miles, by the way flying to Hawaii for a vacation, here to San Francisco for the meeting, back to Tampa Bay to hang out with Tommy, and now down to San Diego, and hopefully his next stop, Third and King, mm. for an introductory press conference on Friday. Oh my goodness. You can't even
1: handle it. Wow, you so excited. It, uh,
4: it, it feels that way. And let me also oh. address this. Like, for instance, this is one of our faithful YouTube uh, chatters and watchers. Uncle Looney just said this, and and I know that he, he speaks for many. Um, quote, I just don't understand why Judge would come to the Giants. The team is not set up to compete with the Dodgers and the Padres. I know a lot of you think that. And it's not that in this moment you're wrong. It's that you're assessing this in the wrong moment. This is now. Nobody has signed anything yet. The roster that you're remembering, this is total PTSD by Giants fans, and I get why you have it. Last year annoyed the heck out of everybody. You're coming off 107 and you only go 500. But more importantly, as an entertainment outlet, you bored us. That is not okay. And so you're allowed to have PTSD. But you transferring that to decide that the Giants are years away from competing is just flat wrong. It is flat wrong because A, you don't know who they're going to sign next. Okay. B, I can say that a year ago they won 107 games. I can also say you don't even know who the Dodgers and Padres are. The Dodgers just lost Trey Turner. They wanted Verlander. They didn't get him. I'm not saying they're going to stink next year. But if you're Aaron Judge and you're about to sign for nine years or whatever, it's the rest right. of your career. I'd say nine years, If yeah. you're going to spend the rest of your career here, are you really – are you all so rubbed raw from last year that you've decided that this team, the San Francisco Giants, who we all agreed are a top-seven brand, have three titles in the last 12 years, 107 wins just a calendar year ago, and, fluke. And, fluky and free agency dollars to spend right now like no other team – you all think they can't
5: play? It's not that they can't play. You're crazy. But you, you of definitely, course they can compete. You would definitely pause. If I'm Aaron Judge, I, demand I look that at they these do. three situations, and I look at this situation compared to San Diego and L.A., and right now this is the third best of those three. Now it, it becomes a leap of faith as to whether or not you believe that Patella – and can build a team around me, Aaron Judge, to make us competitive. It may not happen this year, but will it happen in the next year or two? And do I believe in the farm system? Do I believe in these individuals that they can attract a free agent talent to make us as competitive as we need to be. Like, of course. It's a leap of faith uh, is what it is. To a degree. Not but a giant course, leap. Yeah, it's not like you're course, going to, to <laughs> I mean, Arizona. You're not going to Colorado, places is, that don't ever win.
4: This is a nine-year deal. You're all acting like the Dodgers and Padres are going to be first and second for the next nine years. Well, how, how many years Padres have the Dodgers we're talking won talking about in a row? Yeah, a Was bunch. And how many titles did they get during that time? They got one. Yeah, the yeah, sort of. They got, got half. a half. The pod, This is the Padres we're talking about. Very aggressive, yet have won nothing. Like, a, a, again, are they going to come up with a plan? Of of course, they are. I could easily respond to that and make the case that if you want to actually play out the next five years of baseball, the Yankees are in way worse shape than the Giants are. Bloated contracts in their 30s all over the place. When's that going to fall off the cliff? Like, if you want, you're all saying this year. Sure, I get that. Yankees were. Couple of games away from the World Series a couple of months ago, but if you want to look at who's set up for the next five years, just based on flexibility, farm system, and 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 the lack of bad contracts, there's no question in my mind. I would rather be a part of the San Francisco. I'll give you two Giants. of those
5: three. The farm Provided, system is, is not is not anything to write home about. Better than to the Yankees.
4: The Yankees isn't either. Right. So again. It, 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 it all provided. You're right. Provided that you can put a plan in front of me. Right. You don't think the Giants can do that?
5: Well, I could Like I, of you, course anybody can. can have a plan, but can yeah. you execute it? And so far, Farhan Zaidi has not executed outside of a couple of instances any real free agency well, plan, other than hey, look what I found under this see, rock. See, but he's in executed.
4: But he's executed his plan. He right, just hasn't, it, he hasn't and attendance executed. Attendance has
5: plummeted and you were 81 right, and 81. Right,
4: because he had to start from scratch to build a farm system that was depleted and took over a team that was very poor. Right. And they knew what fans didn't know, which was that this was going to be a three, four-year process. You, would,
5: you could argue that the farm system hasn't been replenished. It has not gone Last as, year was a bad it, year for it the It has farm. not gone perfectly,
4: but it's not been a disaster either. Not yet. Right. Not and, yet. And, and again, the 107 absolutely accelerated all of our hopes and expectations and that wasn't necessarily the greatest thing i'll admit all that it has not been perfect they've got a ton to prove but you'll notice nobody with the organization's like huh i I think we should fire farhan like this of course this was the plan you just didn't like it
5: well no that's what i would say 107 we didn't like
0: 81 and you know what even 107 didn't have great how powerful is cox internet
5: players though well and you know what mark the the way you know that people didn't like it is look at the box office because you've never drawn fewer fans than you drew last year when you were dead boring 81 and 81 without an attractive player on your team and
4: that's and that's exactly why they're doing what they're doing right now uh there's hopefully uh, they get it done um nick wagner on the 49ers right around the corner 888-957-9570 is the number that's what's up next on the game Brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Also sponsored by Bed, Bath, and Beyond. On Willard and Dibs.
0: <laughs>
1: What's up, birds? Joe Shasky from The Morning Roast. You know, you can listen to us every single morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Check us out on YouTube while you're at it. Now back to Willard and Dibs. What are you doing?
4: What are you doing, Joe? What are you doing? Uh we're just hanging. Can I roll through a bunch of stuff I just saw? Check this out. Sure. Before Nick Wagner comes on. Is this on. breaking? Um it's all developing. Okay. Slash breaking. There's uh two pieces that are breaking. It's a two piece. One of them very minor. Um although Giants fans might be interested to know. Harleen Garcia to the Pirates. So Harlene Garcia, the Harlene Garcia. It's is <laughs> is over. Getting killed Farhan. Over the Giants. Other rumblings, though, around the winter meetings. John Heyman says Evan Longoria is talking to five teams. He is still looking to continue playing. He's looking for a contender. He did not name any of those teams. I don't believe any of them to be the Giants. Um, this from Chelsea Janes, who is a national baseball reporter for the Washington Post. She gives the old. For dub I dub for what it's worth. I've heard from multiple people familiar with his market that the San Francisco Giants are one of the teams very much in pursuit of Cody Bellinger. She writes, which I found interesting. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, talk about...
2: They wanted to
4: be more athletic. Well, that's... So, but that might be... So, let's just
5: get another guy who can only play two-thirds of the time. Because he can't, he can't put him up against lefties, and um, I don't even know if he can hit righties. His right. last two years, he yeah, can't hit.
0: You the can't guy cannot
5: hit. hit. <laughs> the, the last big but, hit he got was against you, right? It was a little flare to but, right center that he drove he, in the run that knocked you out of the playoffs. He used to be able to hit, right? So, right. and you know, Gabe and his various twenty seven assistant coaches. Is he a reclamation sensation? sensation? Maybe, maybe I
4: don't know. I I, I don't know. It, 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 if 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 he's Cody cheap... Cody Ballinger. If he's cheap... Might as well
5: get Yassiel Puig, who is at the winter meeting He's meetings. there too, Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. just get Puig. While I don't you're there. know.
4: I don't know. I know that they really, really want to also defensively get more athletic in center field. That's why they're interested in Brandon Nemo. But Brandon Nemo might be too expensive if you're about to sign Aaron Judge. No, he's not. You I told me. No, you no. told
5: me that he's not too
4: expensive. No, getting Judge and Moore is not too expensive. I don't know who else you're going to go get. You're not going to do four nine-figure deals.
5: No, but you're how not about going to do that? How about two of them, or maybe even three of them? Yeah, maybe. But that and may if that Nemo may, Nemo's gonna be what five years and maybe 125 million. Listen, the, the, Farhan said we're coming for two outfielders. I think it, if Cody it, Bellinger's one of them,
4: that doesn't count, Farhan. Oh, sure it does. Bellinger and Judge.
5: Bellinger stinks.
4: Okay. I'm not gonna disagree with you. However, I some there are a bunch of teams. Cody Bellinger's getting another shot. He got his MVP four years ago. Four years ago, right? He's getting another shot. You
5: know what else was going on four years ago, right? My man.
4: And it was tremendous. I'm not here to tell you I love the idea of Cody Bellinger. I'm telling you he's going to get a shot.
5: I'm here to tell you that if Farhan says he's getting two outfielders and he gets Aaron Judge and Cody Bellinger, that doesn't count. I'm here to tell you,
4: and I promise you this, we can run a Twitter poll on it. If that's what the Giants come home from the winter meetings with with, in terms of their outfield – that will be roundly applauded by Giants fans
5: because it's Aaron Judge and Cody I, Bellinger struck I, out 150 I, times the numbers in are terrible. 504 at bats he batted 210 I'm with you. off a year I'm with where you. he batted a buck 65 i'm with you but they need an
4: athletic center fielder and if and if what they if they're going to pay big for a pitcher and if they're going to pay big for Judge and they want to do something on the infield if that means no Nemo and Bellinger I'll take it if it also means judge and a and a front-line starter. Do you see what I mean? I'm waiting for the I whole would package. Have them, the whole I would package. rather have
5: them go with what they have in the outfield in terms of a defensive-minded outfielder. Give me Yaz in center field. I mean, not as good as Bellinger defensively. Well, he can hit a lot better. Cody Bellinger is an automatic out for two years mm. running yeah, and maybe longer. Yeah. So, no, I, I'm, I'm I with mean, you. I'm, I'm just saying you. that doesn't count.
4: Hey, if you're telling me
5: you're getting two outfielders,
0: no, and you it get counts. Me,
5: it counts. He's a player.
4: He's gonna, He's going to get me. He's going to make more than Yaz this this off season. Bellinger, yeah, more
5: someone's going to that guy. Pre arb four. Yaz is getting screwed more than just about any you're, player you're in right. Major League Baseball. You're right. you're he's right. getting beaten by the system. No, because as soon as he's
4: going to be ready to be a free he's agent, be fifty. No, but he'll be over. He'll be past thirty five. Yeah, th- he'll be over thirty five. Like yeah. Yeah, so no, you're you're uh, I, you're not going to get any argument on that. The arbitration system is ridiculous. Um, also, throw this out, um, and this is from Adam Schefter. Okay, uh, sources. It is officially a sprained PCL for Lamar Jackson, which carries a designation of one to three weeks. Traditionally, um, I think Lamar is almost for sure out this week. Right. One of
5: the underrated uh, CLs, by the way. We always talk about the ACL and the MCL. The PCL and the LCL are the underrated CLs when you talk about your ligaments. Well,
4: except for the PCL is two things. It also used to be the Pacific Coast League. So when you say the PCL, for me, I'm like, it's hard to sprain it. It's a whole league. (laughs) That's quite a sprain. that's, That's pretty crazy. It's a
5: ligament.
4: That's right. That's good. Ah, uh, four. That was really good. Um sleep. well, that's fine. Take a rest. It, it, nobody's getting sleep around here. It's it's right. I'll tell you. I mean, yeah, you deserve wrong. a nap. You want to take sleep a nap?
0: working, same thing. Take yeah. a
4: nap for a second if you need. <laughs> I won't be offended. I used to do this by myself. No, it's only I'm like good. get it. Take a nap. It's no, okay. I'm, once I'm here, I I'm want not you that here, tired. but take a nap. It's, I mean, what'd you get last night?
5: I got about five. I got about five. Okay. I got three hours of uh, enough, unmitigated but... screaming. Oh, jeez. We went about eight to 11 last night um, in the screamatorium. Oh, my gosh. You all right. I scream, um, you scream.
4: We all scream. Actually,
5: you know what? No, just you <laughs> scream.
4: <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We got some, uh, there's some people who want to battle you, I think, on uh, on Cody Bellinger. Okay. Hey, hey, Mark is in the city. You're on with Willie and Debbie. What are you doing, Mark?
3: Hey, what's up, guys man? I'm just out here chilling you know, yeah. listening to the best sports radio in the Bay Area. so I'm talking and, about uh,
6: talk to me, mark, you know what I mean, hey, no for real man, you guys talk you guys
3: keep it all sports, you guys talk about real topics, and you guys have really interesting um takes on them, you know, man, some other shows are like man, I don't know man some other shows in the state just don't do it like you guys, but to get to the cody bellinger uh acquisition man, I think he'd be a great pickup man. I think ever since the Dodgers tweaked up his swing for some reason, he's just gone downhill and if, if any team's gonna be able to help him get his swing back, I really think it's gonna be um, you know, Kapler and his uh his little crew over there, you know, I think they they do they work wonders with Cody Bellinger. So
6: yeah, man, he'd be a great pickup for a cheap price and he's proven, you know, he got power, man, he can hit. So why not, man? Give him a shot at a cheap price. Farhan loves these kind of pickups. Let's go Giants, man! Let's get Judge in and let's go. What would you say to Mark, a guy? Thanks. A guy thank 40, you so much, Mark. Truly, Mark.
5: No, no, thank you, yeah. Mark. Forty-seven home runs in 2019. He was the MVP. MVP. He follows that up with 12, 10, and 19 home well, runs. Pandemic. Okay, fine. 12 and 56 but, but, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he plays 95 games in a non-pandemic year. Must have been a little bit dinged up.
4: He was. Oh, it was brutal.
5: I mean, if you it's see been if you would have seen these numbers for a player in the 90s, what would you have said to Brady Anderson? <laughs> oh, oh. Are you are you telling me that the he goes 39 25 47 pop pop pop. I'm Cody Bellinger. I'm the MVP. Well, I've, i uh, let me put it this way. I, I hear you. I Is hear you. Is it out
4: of the realm of possibility? Of course not. Okay. I'll tell you I've heard rumblings sources no. Okay. According I've heard. rumblings. I've heard rumblings that that would suggest there's a thought that maybe this was more. I don't know. Maybe off the field. Okay. Stuff. Okay. And and I don't know.
5: Has it been resolved?
4: I don't know. I don't know. And nothing look like it. I, no. It, right. Like that's that's even just a guess. You know. Like this right. is somebody who, when you're an MVP and you go through two years of hitting a buck ninety, like all the theories get thrown out. You try everything. And you put him on a couch. Dude, are you in there? Especially with the way he looks, because he looks high Over-match, all the time. Yeah. Right? So I'm sure they've tried everything. And the Dodgers chose to give up. That is all very true. And it speaks volumes. But if it is also low risk, I'm not saying I'm in favor of it, but if it is part of a large package. That includes judge and a frontline starter and all of those things. I can understand it. I believe it. I also know there's a solid like seven to ten teams knocking on the door. So that's a damn good package. Yeah. I mean, and then if it's see, that's the other beauty of it. Like what you're talking about, if he comes in and hits one hundred eighty again, move on. Back to Yaz. Like right. you're okay. There's no risk there. You well, just, are you going to give him a one-year deal? You think he's going to sign? I think Cody's not getting more than two from anyone. No, no more than
5: two. two I'd be or three. shocked
4: with the way he's hit. I'd be very surprised if he got more than two years from someone.
5: And this this feels to me like a classic Farhan by buy low uh, situation, which is
4: not a necessarily a bad thing. It's become it's a, a bad thing if he point. strikes like, out
5: 150 times. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and he's a Dodger.
4: You well, really want, I you got, want
5: that blue in I, your orange
4: and black? I mean, if he beats the Dodgers, then yeah, that's funny. I love that I'm stuff. I'm a Dodger
6: fan. Um,
5: yeah, I just, I, there are other outfielders who you can get for, what, he's probably going to make $12 million on a one-year deal? Fifteen. Uh, what did Jock Peterson get?
4: Uh, well, Jock got the qualifying offer. He got like 19 Yeah, 18 19 Yeah, so yeah. Cody probably gets 12 to 15 Uh Nick Wagner in one minute. Matt in San Jose. Hey, Matt, you're on Willard and Dibbs. What are you doing, Matt?
3: Uh, I, I, you know what? I'm waiting on the the UPS truck. I uh, just got a new job. I'm no longer at Top Golf. But anyway, oh, um, yo,
6: my oh, my, my hookup geez. is gone. Damn it! You got a week and a half. Okay. And, um, <laughs> um, so we we talked about Cody Bellinger the other day, and you were
3: saying, basically giving me the Steiny. He thinks. He thinks, and he does. He did for the last two seasons. But like you said, now, and I, I'm just coming up your street about the fact that we just had this conversation, no Cody Bellinger, I'm out on Cody Bellinger, and now it's like, ah, risk-free, low-risk,
1: high-reward. What about the change of heart, Mark? Right. Come so, no, I'm,
4: I'm glad you bring this up because what, what's actually <laughs> happening here is you've got two people who are kind of on the same side of the fence. One of us is just further there. Dibs. This is making me sound like I'm I'm stumping for Cody Bellinger on the Giants. You love I'm not. The Dodgers. No, I have a you tweet. And Guru. I have it in writing. Like I I'm out on Cody Bellinger, but I also understand that every baseball team, even the Giants, I know we think they should just hand out nine figure deals to everybody if they get Judge and they get Kodai Senga and they do like there if, it is. If they get all these players, like they're not going to get them all, and they need more athleticism up the middle. If that ends up being, oh, and we're going to kick the tires on Cody, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not in favor of it. I don't think that's where they should put their faith at all. But if it's just something that's sort of on the
5: back end of the whole group, I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be offended, That's but all, I'm, all saying. I'm saying is it doesn't count. Farhan's saying we're going to get two outfielders. Well, no, to he, me, it counts. What, he, what he really I mean, he's means— a, He's a
4: person. It
5: doesn't matter. <laughs> it plays doesn't count. Outfield. What Farhan was saying is we're going to get two outfielders who are actually halfway decent. Uh, now you're you putting words in his mouth. Four years removed from an MVP. <laughs> Miss me with that. The numbers plummeting the way they plummeted, that tells you something's going on. Either off the field, he's on the juice— or he's straight up washed. We'll it's see. one
4: of the three. We'll see. Uh, I tell you what, I'm going to treat them all like humans, just like this guy who's joining us right now. That is Nick Wagner of ESPN, a human being, damn it, who, by the way, speaking of being down on acquisitions, Nick, it felt very much like um, like you were thinking Baker Mayfield to the 49ers was was not a good idea. Is that fair? What do you think about that idea?
6: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know that it's a bad idea. I just think that I, I, I wanted to put out the information so that people understand that Baker Mayfield hasn't played well in quite a while and um the numbers are what the numbers are. So uh people are allowed to draw whatever conclusions they want. But I, I think the thing you have to look at here is is Uh, it needs to be understood right off the bat that if Baker Mayfield were to come to San Francisco, he would be the backup. This is going to be Brock Purdy's opportunity here. So the question then becomes, is it worth having Baker Mayfield around as the backup? And there's argument to be made for that. I'm not going to sit here and act like there's not. Uh, I I also think that if you look at what Baker Mayfield has done. He's played in a similar shanahan adjacent offense in in Cleveland with Kevin Stefanski, so there's some knowledge there, but it's also a whole different thing to come and learn terminology and and verbiage and all those types of things, and Josh Johnson does at least have a little bit of an advantage that way, Um, and we know that Josh Johnson can already fit in with this team because he's done it before, so um, I I don't necessarily know that I was against the move or for the move. I don't really have an opinion on that one way or the other. Um, I I just think that I'm not sure Baker Mayfield at this point, and given that this late in the season would be able to come in and make a difference uh, for the 49ers if they needed him to
5: what about the character side of it because it seemed like in Cleveland he didn't exactly ingratiate himself in the locker room and Carolina worked out the way that situation worked out is the Niners clubhouse or the, the locker room culture strong enough to to have Baker come in and be absorbed
6: Yeah, I mean, I think it's very strong. The question is how would he fit in there and how do guys feel about him? I mean, we know that Nick Bosa doesn't care for him, um, but I can't sit here and say I know how other people feel. You know, Christian McCaffrey is a guy who, played with him so he would have a much better idea of uh kind of where baker mayfield is and how he would fit into a locker room i wouldn't be surprised if maybe they asked christian uh those questions and seeing how he thought he might fit in although christian hasn't been in san francisco long himself so uh yeah i, I it's, it's hard to sit here and say because i don't know baker mayfield and and you know you, you read stories and hear stories but um i do think the 49ers have a very strong locker room and they can take on a lot of personalities and i'm sure there's guys who um you know, maybe even worse than Baker that they could they could they could take on or whatever. And again, I I don't want to pass personality judgment on the guy because I don't know him at all. Uh, but I, but I do think the 49ers could could take him on if they wanted to. But you know, also going to what like Kyle Shanahan yesterday said it certainly didn't sound like someone who was super eager to add Baker Mayfield or even put in a claim on him. I don't know that they're not doing that, uh, but he didn't sound like someone who was ready to make that move either.
4: Nick Wagner, ESPN, covering the 49ers with us here, Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. Okay, Nick, I understand this 49er organization loves Jimmy Garoppolo and respects him for everything that that, that he's been through and certainly injuries hit Differently in a locker room, there's a lot of emotion there, but somewhere down the list of their reactions, is there a tiny bit of relief that they're now not going to get stuck in a really bad financial conversation at the end of the year if Jimmy had played and gotten all the way to late January or February?
6: Are you asking me if there's a little bit of relief that they're not going to the Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, no, no, no.
4: But I guess the relief is, let's say that Jimmy again goes on a deep playoff run yeah. and then there's all this pressure to bring him back when we know that, that that was not the plan and they have not financially made room for that. It was going to lead to a difficult spot for them, wasn't it?
6: Yeah, it would. But I would, I would say this. Uh, we, we call it the difficult spot, but I think it's one that they would have gladly embraced if it came with a deep playoff run. You know, I, I I heard the conversation many times, like, what happens if Jimmy Garoppolo wins the Super Bowl? How are the 49ers going to pay him? Don't you think that's a problem that they would have openly embraced more than happily? Uh, that's the whole goal in this is to win the Super Bowl. So uh, I, I don't know that there's relief there. It's it's a uh, really interesting dynamic, Mark, because if you look at this, you could make the argument that Jimmy Garoppolo is more likely to come back to the 49ers now uh, because of this injury. And you, could, you could say that. You know His price tag has probably dropped because, again, he's going to be in a situation huh. where he's rehabbing, and we don't know how long he's going to be out. But is he going to miss off-season program? Because that was one of the things that held people back uh, from pursuing him this past off-season, that he wasn't going to be there in the spring and start uh, learning the playbook and those types of things. The other side of that coin, though, guys, is, you could make the argument the 49ers at this point might just say, okay, we just can't keep going down this road because this is three times in five years that we've tied at least some of our season to this guy and we cannot count on him to stay healthy. So those are going to be the things that they have to discuss. And um, I don't, I don't know that it makes it any easier. It does from the financial standpoint to your po- to your point Mark, but overall I think it makes it maybe even a little bit more confusing because they're going to have to figure out do they still want to bring Jimmy back. And if they don't, Who are the alternatives? If they do, what what is the cost of that? And and what other steps do they have to take to make sure that they're okay at quarterback next year?
5: Lost in all this is Trey Lance and his stifled development, his inability to showcase what he can and can't do. Have, Have you gotten any sense that the organization has any clarity in terms of where they see Trey Lance going into next
6: year? I would say this, I would just say that I would be very surprised if the 49ers don't make a significant addition at quarterback in the offseason, whether that's retaining Jimmy Garoppolo or pursuing another veteran of some sort. And um, a lot of that stems from kind of the same conversation that we're having about Jimmy Garoppolo, where it is a function largely of can they stay healthy. In Trey's case, to your point, is we don't know what kind of player he is when healthy, so that's a double layer to it. But um, the injury factor is a huge part of this and the 49ers again they have a roster that they believe is Super Bowl caliber and Super Bowl ready Uh, so who are they going to tie that wagon to a quarterback so I I think in terms of Trey Lance there are a lot of unanswered questions maybe definitely more so than than really any other quarterback in the league you could argue Um, but they know what they have with the rest of the roster and so they're not going to just go in next season blindly hoping that Trey Lance is going to be able to carry the freight for them I don't believe that's going to happen now Brock Purdy could maybe surprise us. You know, maybe something crazy happens with Brock Purdy, and that gives them a little bit of stability. But um, I think a lot of people would be surprised if he played that well, um, that it just, you know, kind of solidified things here over the next five weeks.
4: Okay, that's interesting right there. Let's Let's hear more about that, Nick. Take us through the Brock Purdy experience from beginning till now. What does the organization actually think about him? What did they think about him in training camp? Yeah. And, and, and and what do you th- what do they think he can handle now?
6: Yeah, the two things that jump out and one number one that Kyle Shanahan mentions nearly every time he brings up Brock Purdy is the experience, the amount of games and snaps that he took in college. He was a four year starter at Iowa State. So you could say there's very little that he hasn't seen. Now that's just in terms of scheme. That doesn't mean that when you put those scheme with the NFL players on it, that he's ready for it. That's a, that's a whole different level, but he at least knows what he's looking at, understands checks and cans and uh, hot reads and all those kinds of things that come with playing quarterback in the league. So they feel like he is uh, going to be able to adapt on that side of things very quickly. The other thing that keeps coming up with him uh, when you talk to people either in the building or out of the building about him is his guts, just how tough he is. He's, Fearless out there, he's not afraid to put the ball in tight windows. We saw that the other day uh, a few times, uh, scarily so. But uh, squeezed a couple into Debo Samuel and kept drives moving and things like that. So um, those are those are the things that I think they like about him. And dating back to when they brought him in, were the things that jumped out about him in terms of the, the drawbacks and the downside. He's obviously not the biggest guy. He's a he's a good but not great athlete. Um, probably more in the Nick Mullins like uh, you know kind of realm in that term, and then also um, just doesn't have great arm talent. He's not going to be someone who wows you with his ability to throw a fastball um, into a tight window or throw a 60-yard bomb or, or anything like that. So those are going to be kind of the drawbacks, the limitations there, and uh, compared to some of what they think his strengths are and where they think he can lead them.
4: Nick, great stuff, man. Great, Great to have you here on a big week. Thanks so much for doing it.
6: You got it, guys. Take care.
4: Okay, that's Nick Wagner on the 49ers ESPN. Make sure you check all the boxes on your holiday shopping list. 95.7 The New items up now. Get there. Get a gift for someone special or coworker. uh co-worker. Do it for the kids. 95.7 The Willard and Dibbs sponsored by Pfizer. Okay, Baker, yes or no? Brady, yes or no? 888-957-9570. But two things to pass along from the winter meetings. The next development in the Aaron Judge conversation has just happened. We'll break that to you next. Plus, wait till you hear what Trey Turner turned down.
0: Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. Oh, my God. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.